Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, October 26th, and trending this hour, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The longtime liberal member of the Supreme Court who passed away at age 87 in 2020 will be featured on a forever stamp. It shows an oil painting of her facing the viewer in her black judicial robe with an intricate white collar. Also trending, Adidas, they've terminated their partnership with Kanye West following his anti-Semitic remarks in days of pressure. Brands that have also dropped him, Balenciaga, MRC, Vogue, Creative Artists Agency, Adidas, and Gap. And finally trending, an earthquake. A magnitude 5.1 earthquake was felt across the San Francisco Bay Area yesterday. It is eight minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hi. Good night, everybody. Well, that does it for us, Rob. It's time to go. Uh, this was absolutely the most amazing thing in the history of ever. I could not believe in real time I was watching this. Like, take everything we talked about a couple weeks ago with James Siniak and the U.S. Senate debate here. Mm-hmm. By the way, he totally redeemed himself and all that egregiousness has been washed away based on the fact that he went on Kennedy and do use the Duke of Spendingburg. So mm-hmm. we're even. Everybody should be even with Siniak. He totally redeemed himself. But take that mm-hmm. and multiply this by like 20. And then when you factor in that, unlike a James Siniak, John Fetterman mm-hmm. has spent a long period of time in public office. He has risen to the level of lieutenant governor. This looked like something you would see in a local township board race somewhere that was broadcast on a local public access show. It was, I mean, I didn't even have it on the template because I thought, okay, maybe, I thought surely because of these interviews, you know, there's usually like one or two moments where he does something utterly ridiculous. Okay, we'll do that and go on. Mm -hmm. The whole thing in the U.S. Senate debate for Pennsylvania last night between John Fetterman and Mm -hmm. Dr. Oz, I could not stop watching it. I thought maybe there'll be 30 minutes and then I'll turn it off. The whole hour, I was Mm -hmm. glued to it. Mm -hmm. And not because of anything Dr. Oz did. Well, okay, so we're talking about the debate last night between John Fetterman and Dr. Oz. They faced off. It was their first and only debate they're going to have. It got pretty fiery throughout the debate. They talked about a lot of things uh, from abortion to inflation, the economy, fracking. It seemed that throughout the hour, Fetterman lost his steam. Well, he started out with, hi, good night. Well, I, was there any steam to be had? I mean, he opened with, hi, everybody, good night. Good was night. It, do we have that clip? We do. Let's take a listen. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Here's a man that spent more than $20 million of his own money to try to buy that seat. I'm also having to talk about something called the Oz rule, that if he's on TV, he's lying. He did that during his career on his TV show. He's done that during his campaign about lying about our record here. And he's also lying probably during this debate. 
He's lying probably during this debate. Isn't that what he closed with? Like his, but can we just the first, can we just play the first like three seconds of that? That, that this is how he came charging out mm-hmm. of the gate. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have sixty seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. <laughs> That's all you need. Right then and there, you knew. You know, I've been to a couple concerts where I felt like they were punching a clock, and I felt like it was high. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm. A U.S. Senate debate. You've had months and months and months to prepare, and this was probably the, in terms of coherent, continuous thought, like as bad as that was, with all the pauses and the words, the kind of there that didn't make sense sometimes, and the mumbling and trailing off. That was probably the best. He, I have no idea why his people allowed him to debate because it would have been way better. This thing's over. Mm-hmm. Doctor Oz is going to be, and that. And y'all, you all know, I'm by no means a fan of Dr. Oz. So it's unfortunate he's going to be a U.S. senator. But Dr. Oz is going to be a U.S. senator. I have no idea. It would have been so much better, Casey, if they had just kept the narrative the guy is afraid to debate and not let him debate because there's no way. I texted you last night, like Mm -hmm. 10 minutes into this thing. There's no way any legitimately undecided or swayable person could have seen that last night and said, I'm going to pull the lever for John Fetterman. He's not well. It's not good. And a lot of people are saying that his family and friends should not have allowed this. WPXI released a polling right after the bait asking who won. 83% said Oz. It's it's over. Can, can we play the clip, Kevin? It's the clip on fracking because I know and I'm going to go a little bit out of order here. Um, they were talking. They were having an energy discussion. The whole the whole thing is this thing on. So Fetterman was because he is a take away the stroke thing, right? Fetterman is wholly unqualified to be a U.S. senator because he's a leftist socialist lunatic. He was that his whole life before. You know, a stroke or anything else. And he was adamant, you know, when it was politically expedient to be a radical left lunatic that he was against fracking. Mm -hmm. And then in the U.S. Senate debate where he knows fracking is such a big part of Pennsylvania and the energy industry is such a big part of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Well, that ain't going to fly. So he backpedaled out of this. And so we've got two like two clips here Mm -hmm. and we need to play them both because it's just it's everything. Go. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking, but there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking and I don't, I don't, I support fracking and I stand and I do support fracking. And I stand and I do support fracking. However, in 2016, he signed a pledge to ban fracking. And then in 2018, he was on a podcast where he said he did not support fracking. Every single message I got um, was was asking to clarify your stance on fracking. Yeah, fracking. Yeah, fracking. No, I, I, I don't support fracking uh, at all. And I never have. I mean, it- so for years, he didn't support it, gets on a debate stage, changes his tune, and there he stands supporting fracking. If you have, I'm sure it's got to be on YouTube or somewhere, the full debate. If you have a free hour at some point, you must go watch this because it is completely unbelievable. Everybody in this guy's family, his friends, whoever is in charge of him and his life 
should be utterly ashamed of themselves for allowing this guy to go on a state, well, obviously national, because everybody was watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're glued to it in Indiana. We don't mm-hmm. have a say in this, and embarrass himself. Like I, uh, there was a part of me that kept feeling bad for him, but then I realized what would happen if he gets in there, and what a total socialist maniac he is, mm-hmm. and how he would be a yes vote for all the socialist maniacs. So you can't feel it's just like with Biden. There's a small part of you with Biden that goes, man, I feel really bad because this is basically elder abuse with this guy. Right. But then you realize what he's doing to society, so you can't feel bad for him. I was. There are very few things in politics that surprise me anymore, and I sat there and watched that in utter disbelief mm-hmm. last night that this was allowed to take place. Every person on his campaign should be fired. Every, not that he probably has the mental capacity to do that, but they should all be fired. This was just atrocious on so many levels. His wife, Giselle, should be pulling him out of the race. The bar was so low for Oz at that point. All of Oz, yes. all Oz had to do was show up and complete sentences. Here they are, they asked, uh, uh, they asked Fetterman if the Biden administration has overspent, and here's his answer. Has the Biden administration overspent? And if so, where do you think spending should be cut? You have 60 seconds. No, here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what we need to fight about inflation, you know, right now because it's a tax on working families, you know. There's no solution there. No, no, no. And and the Democrats don't have one anyway. But of course, he is not capable of that. Again, I just can't I just can't reiterate this enough that this was a sitting lieutenant governor who is a major party nominee for the United States Senate. And they allowed him to go out there like this. I mean, we could play we could just do the whole show on this. I mean, the clip where he talks about chasing the the black guy with the gun mm-hmm. is Unbelievable! It is. He's done. Oz is going to be the senator. And here's what's interesting. Tony was talking about this this morning, and I know we got to get to a break. But apparently, there is a law in Pennsylvania that, up to a certain point, would have allowed the Democrats to replace him. And Connor Lamb, I think, is the guy's name, who is a sitting congressman from, I believe, Western Pennsylvania, who Oz beat in the primary. They could have just replaced him. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody hates Oz. Everybody knows what Oz is. It's not like Oz is some guy who, on his own, was going to go out and win a whole bunch of undecideds. The Democrats, because they're so wed, because Lamb is, air quote, moderate, more moderate, much more moderate than Fetterman, they're so wed to radical leftism. That instead of going, dude, this guy can't string three words together. Mm-hmm. You got, you got, you got to go and put this guy in and key and win the seat potentially. They stayed with this lunatic, mm-hmm. and they're going to lose the seat. And this is liberalism right here. So at the end, and you even commented on this, Fetterman was interrupting Oz's closing remarks. I've never seen. Has I, that ever happened? Do we have the like, clip of this? We do. We do have the clip. So this is the thing. You know, at the end of the debate, each candidate gets an opportunity to give their closing remarks, their last final pitch, vote for me. And while Oz is speaking, Fetterman is interrupting, shouting out. I've, n- I've never, I, again, I had tweeted this out. I've never seen or heard anything like this, that the guy loses it during the closing comments. 
I've loved traveling to the four corners of the beautiful Commonwealth, and I've heard your problems. I'm a surgeon, doctor, I listen to what you say, and I'm trying to help address them today. I've talked to seniors worried their social security checks wouldn't go far enough with the raging inflation. I've talked to couples when I make their first down payment on a new house and they can't afford it anymore because of interest rates. I've talked to families. You want to cut Social Security. M Mr. Fetterman, it's his turn for his closing. I've talked to, f to families worried about fentanyl showing up okay. in their mailbox and little. Well, trending this morning definitely is the Fetterman Oz debate. When we come back, can we talk about this gift I got? Yeah. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. With Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall, you opened a present this morning, didn't you? Yes, every so often. By the way, good job, Kevin, going with the uh, deep cut here. You know, with Springsteen, everybody plays the same songs. Glory Days, Born in the USA, <laughs> Born to Run. Kevin going with the deep cut off the Born to Run album, mm -hmm. Night. Very well, very well done. Uh... Anyway, sorry, getting distracted. Uh, yes, so we get uh, gifts sometimes from the listeners. 40 Monument Circle, Indianapolis, 46204. I don't open the mail, so if you're going to try to do something to me, you're just going to get some innocent victim, so don't even think about it. The innocent victim being me. Yeah, uh, so, so <laughs> don't think that's how it's going to work. But yes, yeah, so I'm holding this up on the uh, YouTube chat here. The only boss I listen to. And, and it's a picture of Bruce Springsteen. Yes, so I uh, I do uh, I do have this up on uh, at Robin Kendall on Twitter. Uh, the shirt is even the correct size. It is a medium. Perfect. And so what I'm thinking is maybe mm -hmm. uh, I'll wear this for a night with WIBC. Yeah, you totally need to wear that pair of jeans. Put a blazer over it. Your loafers. You'll be good to go. So uh, thank you to whoever. There was no name right included in there, but that is a wonderful gift, and I really appreciate that. You have a mysterious fan, you a can, gift giver. You can see it at Robin Kendall uh, on Twitter. It is 925, and MSNBC host Joe Scarborough was left rattled this week after that NBC political analyst played a tape from that recent focus group. We played it for you yesterday. Yeah. It was of the 2020 Trump voters discussing the events of January 6th, and he likened the focus group to cult members, and then he slammed progressives as being alarmingly out of touch with voters' concerns about rising crime rates, which is interesting that Joe Scarborough would be in touch. Well, right, but of course he gets the dig in. Oh, these people are a bunch of cult members, and this right. is why MSNBC has terrible ratings. And But he did, we'll give him credit where credit is due, he did use a little history lesson, and I think we're going to see this this fall because what's old is new again on why people are supporting Trump. I've had people my entire adult life say, oh, your parents switched from being Democrats to Republicans in 1968 because they were racist and your family was racist right. and everybody in the South was racist because Richard Nixon had a Southern. No, no. My parents were raising like three kids in 68, 69, 70. They saw what happened in Chicago. They saw riots at the Democratic National Convention. They saw the radicalism they believed uh, in, in, in the Democratic Party on the far left. And no, it wasn't related to civil rights. Uh, but it was related to a lot of bombings and a lot of extreme behavior. So, yeah, if we want to just simplify everything and go, oh, well, if somebody's still supporting for Trump, they must be a racist. We're not going to get anywhere. It's perfect, right? I mean, for once, Joe Scarborough, we're saying it, 
was spot on, in which the Democrats want to make every person who votes for Trump, well, you're some sort of racist. No, they're people who recognize the country is rapidly slipping away. It's the same reason they voted for him in 2016. It's just been amplified, especially the past three years since the COVID stuff and then the Democrats getting control of everything. They see their country slipping away. They see the government encroaching on every single facet of their existence. They see themselves being sold out by politicians to the highest bidder. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with being homophobic. It has to do with believing in a American exceptionalism, American ideals, and seeing the government as it exists, selling you to the highest bidder. You mentioned COVID stuff, and here we go round again. Biden's on it again, and he got his booster shot, and we're going to talk about that coming up from 93 WIBC. Lady in red, <laughs> Krista Berg. So we were having this conversation before the show started. Mm-hmm. People always wonder, like, what is, what is it like behind the scenes? Yeah. This is, we we things, had a sing-along. Well, these are the things we talk about. Um, a local personality mm-hmm. who we know, we got in a conversation about, and then we somehow got on Krista Berg. I, the, the details don't matter. <laughs> But we somehow got on Krista Berg and mm-hmm. the lady in red, mm-hmm. and, and we were talking about how there were so many people, it seemed like, in the 1980s who had these phenomenal one-hit, mega-hits, mm-hmm. and then sort of disappeared. Even the, the, the late 70s was that way, too, where there was these people who just burst onto the scene, have these phenomenal you know, just catastrophically big that 40 years later, we're still talking about the song and then just kind of disappear into the ether. And Krista Berg has got to be up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless somebody can correct me, were there like multiple Krista Berg mega hits that I'm unaware of? No. And I thought there was another one. Because we're not, we're not talking but, about- But like, I'm looking and I, 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 I'm not seeing we're, it. We're not talking about like, and, and I will use this guy because he's a, you know, a local artist, like Carl Story- had a song in the faith band called Dancing Shoes, a local artist, and it was a you know a big hit for a brief period of, of time, and then it you know went on his merry way, and he still does a lot of local concerts, etc. And I think that song might have been a top twenty hit. I'm talking about these artists who come essentially out of nowhere, and then have these songs that forty years later. We're still playing. Music stations are still playing. I'm sure B1057 still plays that song. And we're still like, how does that happen? He's uh, on the list of people who are inspired. Uh, we've got this on the template for later in the show. I don't know if we'll have time to get to it, but the song "Lady in Red" is actually about Krista Berg's wife. Ah. So it was it was a love song. Yes, Kevin. And it's a beautiful song. Kevin had never, never heard it before. <laughs> no, I, I, like, no, what are you guys talking about? It was a, I found it enchanting. <laughs> uh, I'm doing some research on Krista Berg. Yeah. Uh, he had another single in 1975. Something about a, a fairy? Uh, it's called A Spaceman mm. Came Traveling. Have yeah, you heard you, it? You are hung up on this. You keep saying he had a song about a fairy. <laughs> I and I, there did. is no proof that that ever happened. <laughs> You're right. Uh, so, Kevin, here is what you need to do at the next Uno Gold show show is you need to do you need to close your show with a rousing rendition of lady in red with you on the lead vocals that's actually perfect because you want people to kind of wind down at the end sure and uh yeah i mean that would just be perfect it'd be a great way to send people off to i agree i I would like to thank somebody in the youtube chat Uh don't pay the ferryman 
Is that, that it? That's the song I'm thinking of. But it was not. But it was not a. I was close. But is it was it a, was it a hit? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like it was the B side. It was the second. I mean, we, song. we a great example is we play Rupert Holmes' song "Answering Machine" as our voicemail theme song. Mm-hmm. But everybody knows Rupert Holmes from the one Pina song, Colada. Don McLean, mm-hmm. American, American Pie. Pie. Even though Vincent was a you know a marginal hit, but mm-hmm. it just like how how is that possible that somebody can have such immense, resounding, legendary success from one song and then just disappear nothing that's all they needed that's all it took it's it's one of the great it's one of the great unknowns (laughs) (laughs) it is 938 with kendall and casey on 93 wibc let's talk about president biden yesterday he warned us that nearly every covid related death this year will be because people have not received the updated vaccine he called on congress to provide billions of dollars to the administration they've requested to buy additional vaccine tests and treatments and then later in his press conference he rolled up his sleeve and he got Another updated COVID-19 booster shot. But he wants us to put it all behind us now, Rob. So let's review. I'll just use my myself as an example, okay? okay. My personal experience, my truth, mm-hmm. right? So for me, Joe Biden attempted to tell my previous employer, because they were over the 100 employee threshold, mm-hmm. that if they did not force me to get a vaccine that they would potentially be fined, whatever. Mm -hmm. So he was essentially saying to my employer that they should make me make a choice on whether or not I had to get an experimental vaccine that hasn't done most of the stuff that the liberals promised us it was going to do or lose my job. Mm -hmm. He laid that out. He laid that gauntlet down with his executive order, not passed through the Congress, not voted on by anyone, through his executive order that I should be forced to get an experimental vaccine that I had many, many concerns about, or lose my job. And now, and we'll play this audio here in a second, he just says, oh, it's time to put all that in the past, and let's all just come together and be buddies about this. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. As we enter this new moment in the battle against COVID, Let's use it to start fresh as a country, to put all the old battles over COVID behind us, to put all the partisan politics aside. Is your alarm going off? Do you see the red flags? Are you getting goosebumps? When someone tells you they want a fresh start, (laughs) run. Run like you never run before. Casey, and I I know you have been happily taken for many years, but Kevin, I will include you in this conversation. Has anybody ever told you in the history of ever in a relationship, let's have a fresh start, and it ended swimmingly? No, that's a total narcissist saying. That means they want you to shut the hell up about their betrayals and cruelties. It means they just want to leapfrog right over any of the bad behavior and they don't want to own their issues. They want zero accountability. Oh, and I almost forgot. They also expect your trust in them to be magically restored. Um, Fresh start. So again, more on this from Biden. Um, we're going to play these two clips back to back because again, it's the inability to square what this guy says from one day to the next. So we remember last month when he went on 60 Minutes 
and said the pandemic it's over is over right now he's saying once again because well the left told him oh no to, to steal a line from animal house nothing's over until we decide it is oh no it's not over so now we're back to global health emergency this is a global health emergency if we really want to put COVID behind us we have to keep up the fight together is the pandemic over the pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. So which is it? He doesn't know. Global health emergency or it's over. Oh, you know what, Rob? It just dawned on me. Yes. We're 13 days away from midterms. Uh-huh. Is that why it's a global health emergency? Here we go around again. (laughs) Now, the problem with this is, and this is the Democrats have not understood this on everything from January 6th to Trump to abortion, and now we're back on COVID. Nobody cares about this anymore. You know what people care about? Being able to afford food on their table Mm -hmm. and gas in their tank to get to work. And they care about things like watching millions of illegal immigrants pour across the southern border. Just let it sit for a second. Isn't that great? (laughs) It's one of my 20 favorite songs of all time. Hey, coming up next, we're going to speak with Becky Cash. She's running for Indiana House District 25. She joins Kendall and Casey next on 93 WIBC. Lady in Red. We've talked so much about these big statewide races, Secretary of State, Mm -hmm. United States Senate. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of state house and state Senate races going on across central Indiana. And one of the things conservatives are trying to do is wrestle back some level of control from the establishment wing of the Republican Party in Indiana. And one of the big races this fall is going on out in the Brownsburg and Zionsville area. Becky Cash, kind of a an upset in the primary running a grassroots campaign won the republican primary and she is getting it from all areas in the fall <laughs> democrats lobbyists establishment republicans alike becky as you join us on the drive hotline how does it feel to be hated by everyone <laughs> well, you know, um, we make a lot of jokes about it in our house. My 10-year-old and I uh, spent a lot of time making up captions of what could come up next. So we have a lot of fun with that. But it's it's definitely been interesting. Um, I think you know that there's a lot of lies in politics, but you like to believe in down-home cornfield Indiana that we can do it a little bit better. It's It's really been the lies mm-hmm. that have blown me away. I knew I would be attacked for what I believe. They just make it up as it comes. Like, I just don't even know where they get it from. So it's it's been interesting. <laughs> so, Becky, one of the things that I have learned while working with Rob Kendall is that if everyone hates you, you must be doing something right. So my question for you, what do you what do you feel that it is that you're doing right to upset all of these people? Yeah, well, I'm very honest. Um, I have run a completely honest and transparent campaign from day one. I'm one of the few people running for office that did not go back and delete all my social media mm. and 
and my work history and try to make my life disappear. Um, I'm running because of what I've been doing for the last 16 years, because I've been out there fighting for parents, individuals, the children of Indiana. And so it never occurred to me that I should delete all of that. Um, So, yeah, I won't give you the name of it, but there's a quote unquote hate site about me. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I know. I know. We kind of laugh about it at our house because other than their commentary on the pictures, it's it's true. I mean, I have been testifying at the state house. I have been fighting for medical freedom. I have been fighting for children and families in Indiana. And it's really interesting to see that they think that is so horrible. Becky Cash is our guest. She's running in House District 25. She's a Republican nominee. That's Brownsburg. It's uh, it's Zionsville. So, you know, I'm curious, Becky, you know, you kind of, it was a, a lot of people thought a little bit of an upset winning uh, in a multi-person primary this spring. Mm-hmm. There were some uh, some pretty good funded challengers running against you. And, you know, we always hear about the Republican Party. We should be this big tent, right? They tell conservatives this all the time. If you don't like Todd Young, you got to vote for him because you can't let the Democrats in there. Has has the establishment wing of the Republican mm. Party been super helpful to you in terms of saying, well, we may not, Becky might not have been our choice, but we got to vote for her. Have they reciprocated what they always tell conservatives? <laughs> well, to be honest, I would say that the people in the Republican Party, mm. especially my Boone County Party, mm. many people within the Hendricks County Party, the um, the county chairs, the, the individuals like that, people like Elise Nishala, Valerie Swack, they have really been incredibly supportive. I am definitely finding out who the conservatives are <laughs> among us. Um, financially, we never wanted to be the campaign that was funded by, I guess you could say the party, right, as far as the um owing people things right. and such. But as I've been going through the campaign disclosures, what I find really interesting is, you know, and, and I know that we go after the establishment, right? But the establishment of the Democratic Party is thick. It's so thick. The amount of money that the Democrat candidates in districts that everybody's looking at saying, I don't get it. These are Republican strongholds. The amount of money that they are getting, even as of three or four days ago, from lobbyists and special interest groups, even out of state, is enormous. And it quite honestly is more than a lot of the Republicans have. Uh, Becky Cash is our guest. She's running in House District 25 at Zionsville and Brownsville, Republican nominee. Now, I mean, I just asked this because the establishment, the donors, the lobbyists spent $10 billion to get rid of John Jacob and Kurt Nicely. And so it's like if they had all this money laying around to defeat Republicans in a primary, Mm -hmm. surely they have showered you with the same half a million dollars (laughs) that they gave to get rid of Jacob and Nicely. Well, they gave it away in the primary. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's the truth. And, you know, they gave it away in the in the primary. And so so, no, I I have not gotten money from the um, from the establishment of the party or, quite honestly, from the lobbyist groups that, you know, everyone said, Becky, just win the primary. Mm -hmm. You're going to get money from those different organizations. And what what we're finding is that it all goes through the 
Republican PACs, and then they give it to the candidates that are in the seats that are most vulnerable. So the yeah, now, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, I, the, yeah. the establishment does not like conservatives in the Republican Party, right. period. They'd rather have Democrats in many cases in there than conservatives. Casey. Becky, one thing that you have received is endorsements from the uh, Indiana State yeah. FOP, from Mike Braun, from Micah Beckwith, our friend of the show. So how does that feel? Uh, you know what? That That is really great. And actually, two days ago, we got the endorsement from the lieutenant governor. She and I share a very mutual concern about the mental health crisis in this state. And so um, and she actually made a pretty bold statement on her personal page that COVID vaccines for kids in schools would not be acceptable. So, of course, that's an endorsement that I am happy to take. Um, that endorsement from the FLP was huge for us. And I don't even think my husband and I realized how big it was until it came through. My husband's father is an officer that was killed in the line of duty. Mm. And um, I watched him tear up as that endorsement came through, which of course mutually made me do the same. It was deeply personal to us. And I met with the president of the FOP for almost three hours before they gave us that endorsement. They don't give it to every race. They didn't endorse a lot of races. And I might have been the only open seat that they endorsed. Well, there are so, so there are so few actual conservatives running out there in the Republican Party anymore. We think it's important to showcase those who are. Becky Cash has been our guest. She's running in House District 25. That's Brownsburg, part of Zionsville. Becky, people want to learn more. Hey, is this my person that I'm going to be voting on here in a couple days, or if a last minute you got some free time, people can help you. How can they do that? Yep, they can go to my website. Is Becky Cash, B E C K Y C A S H for Indiana. dot com. Um, I do need money. My opponent has ninety three percent of her money is coming from lobbyists and special interest groups. They have a lot of it um, for these last two weeks, but we proved in the in the primary that we could do this on a shoestring budget. But if people want to donate, we could definitely use that. And then, of course, I'm on Facebook at Becky Cash for Indiana.com. Great win in the primary. Thanks for running. Thank you and, so much, uh, you know, we're, we're supposed to be a big tent. So I'm looking forward to all that establishment donor lobbyist money. Roll it in. <laughs> I'm in the tent, Robin Casey. I'm in the tent. Yeah, Becky Cash, thank you very much. Have a great day, Becky. <laughs> thank you. Bye. 93 WIBC. It's the Kendall and Casey Show.